Hola, soy Cindy Vargas y aquí está mi historia que voy a compartir en Trap Life Podcast. Conéctate conmigo en Instagram, arroba Espero que mis experiencias te inspiran y recuerda, sueños sobre dudas, concentración sobre frustración y progreso sobre perfección. Mientras todos contestamos la pregunta, ¿Quién soy yo? Tal vez esta respuesta te pueda ayudar. Yo soy una líder. ¿Y tú? Yo soporto el cambio positivo en mi generación. Siempre doy valor a mí misma y a otros. Quédate conectado y escucha los nuevos episodios de The Most Eclectic Podcast in the World todos los miércoles y domingos en todas plataformas de podcast. Welcome to the Trap Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship empowerment and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging, and vlogging are other ways you can show love to our Trap Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Because that's powerful. Also, it's, speaking into existence is huge. Uh, I, I truly do believe that, I mean, there's, there's multiple studies that back this up too. We don't really use our full brain capacity, right? Uh, not even like half of it, you know, and I believe there's an instinct there in our brains that literally you speak into existence like us humans we're we're very powerful and again i think people miss that too like again with the window of opportunity like people if you only knew how powerful you are with your with your thoughts with your words you know you wouldn't be as afraid to jump and go ahead and do things when you know opportunity does present itself uh like for instance i had a friend um well he's still a friend of mine who very successful guy You know, he's uh, he's very happy with with his job, but an opportunity presented to him where he had the opportunity to make more money, but it was going to challenge him a little differently. He was going to play a different role and he was afraid that that was the catch, you know, and I was honestly like, when was the last time you honestly tried something new? You know, and, and that's something that, again, it terrifies people. And that's why they miss the window of opportunity because they're afraid to try. Like, oh, what if I suck? You know, well, if you suck, then you suck and you move on. <laughs> that's it. It's not the end of the world. You suck, you know. Uh, maybe you suck at first and then you get better. You know, that's another thing. Like, that people fail to realize you just come in and you're just a stud. No, you don't, you don't do that overnight. Again, like, People fail to see the behind the scenes a lot of times too, which is why they miss their window of opportunity because they think that it's going to be easy. You know, there's going to be like, um, they're just going to, you know, it's going to go according to plan. Everybody has a plan again, right. but you have your plans and God has his plans. That's what I like to call it. And, and I'm going to quote this because it's a Sabrina Lloyd. That's the lady who I used to work for and the last insurance place, which I I'm saying her name because she's somebody that I look up to. Uh, she is considered crazy to a lot of people because her level of 
her expectations are crazy, but they're crazy good and they work. But where I'm going with this is that she said that everybody has to pay. Everybody has to pay. And I didn't understand that at first, but everybody has to pay a price for success to be successful. And it's not necessarily money. Again, it's like, it's going to take, it's going to cost you friendships. It's going to cost you sometimes, again, being your only cheerleader, you know? And that's another thing, like, people that battle with depression and anxiety. The alienation of it all. Yes. It's just, uh, I've dealt with it, too. The alienation, the anxiety, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, the depression. Yeah. Yeah. You go through it. And, you know, which brings me to my next, I guess, controversial point. (laughs) Uh because one of the things that I've recently found out about myself is recreational, you know, marijuana has actually helped me through it. If you don't know me, I'm the type of person that I am so against medication. I, I mean, my mom had to almost beg me when I had like a migraine to take a pill for like my migraines. I would rather like sleep it off or something if it was possible. And there was a time in my life where, you know, I was going through it, you know, especially after pregnancy, you know, you get the post uh, postpartum depression and all that. And, and again, like when you're building a business, when you're feeling down, when you're dealing with depression, anxiety, like these things, these thoughts, we're naturally, humans are naturally uh, negative. We are, we are negative human beings. Like that's, that's just sometimes people find themselves thinking mess up things all the time just because it's a scenario that we play in our heads and we just give it sometimes we give ourselves anxiety just thinking of what again what could go wrong and not thinking okay what could go right so recreation it was something that I was recreational marijuana was something that I was so against for the longest time because I had a very wrong perception of it you know, when you think of somebody using, you know, whether it is uh, concentrate uh, wax or, you know, the flower of it, you know, the actual flower of, you know, weed. Someone uh, being like a stoner or a pothead. Yeah, you think you think uh, very negatively of that person. You really do. You think that this person is probably living in their mom's basement. It's like your stereotypical pothead. Right. You know, uh, and it was something that, you know, me growing up in the house that I grew up in, I was very I was raised very old school. My mom also, you know, she didn't believe in the she doesn't believe in depression. She doesn't. Which it, <laughs> she has gotten multiple arguments with people over that, because in her head, depression is not a thing. Like, it's not a thing. Is like, that from, like, a religious perspective or just, like, a life perspective or what? What? My mother has to be one of the strongest person I've ever met, honestly. And she doesn't believe in it because it's all a mental game to her. It's in, in anybody in business. Again, women in business. My mom was a businesswoman, you know, for a long time, too. Uh she just develop you develop a mental toughness too where nothing faces you 
you know it's just like what depression you know you you move regardless whatever is it you know there's again going back to Greg Rodone uh you know your feelings will want you to quit disregard them keep going you know that's the mental toughness that over time you do develop it gets better uh but for me it was something that was like after pregnancy I I changed as a person as a woman and a lot of women who are listening to the podcast, you know, they're going to be able to identify with this because after you become a mother, your body changes, the way you think changes, you know, it, you go through a, a who am I stage, you know? So again, back to the recreational aspect of it, I I was just battling with my, I mean, I, at the time I was living with my mom, mind you, my mom does not believe in depression. I was going through depression, uh, which is what my doctor was diagnosing me with after, you know, she asked several questions uh, after my checkups and stuff. And she actually suggested that the reason why I was this way was because I was such an active person. I mean, I was sometimes I was putting up 80 hours a week of work and I didn't mind it. Like I kept going, like, I don't, I don't mind putting in the time because that's all I know, work ethic. My mother, that's something that she implanted in like in my head since I was younger. Same, like, work ethic. same with me. I, I completely relate to you on that, for sure. Yeah, so it's just something that I watched my mother, you know, no matter what, like, I, there was a time recently to, and there was a freezing, like, the, the temperatures, uh, I think, broke a world record in Chicago from freezing temperature. Do you remember that day? Yes. Where nobody was supposed to go out and work. My mom still went out there and worked. And I was like, what? what? You know, she still surprises me. She's the type of woman. She doesn't care if there's a tornado going at or anything. If she's scheduled to work, she's going to show up. You know, so that's that's a huge influence on me. So when I was battling this, this, this whole going back to like depression and, you know, me finding out, like, it's just something that I like the culture wise, you know, my mom's always like, you know, lead by example, lead by example. And I never, the I've never saw my mom pick up a cigarette or even a drink she was very uh very strict on that on the whole you know drug aspect of, you know she always like gave me the talk of don't do it you know don't do it you know your image is important you know what are, you know the what would people think my mom is still you know there's a lot of things that I love about my mother but there's a lot of things that obviously you know I don't agree with uh, and w- that's one of the things that, you know, what will people think? And honestly, like, <laughs> now that I think about it, and now that I've been open about this topic for a little bit with uh, with certain individuals, there's a lot of people who use recreational after their nine to five or after, you know, after business hours. And I found that out. It's just people are afraid of really coming out and saying hey I do this but that's because we were talking about this the society is just not normal for society yeah it hasn't been normalized yet correct compared to other recreational activities yeah right like we somehow normalize you know like we're talking about coming home after a stressful day and having a glass of wine or two or three or maybe the entire bottle right that's not that's there's nothing wrong with or that that's beers or whiskey or right um, that's your medication you know of course that's normalized you know there's people that like take painkillers that's normalized xanax normalized or eating you know? even right 
yes uh, just unhealthy I guess you can call this unhealthy habits where they just like it's normalized you know but you know it, it's like think about it think of how how messed up that is like people like let's say in a funeral let's take it to that extent which is an extreme I like to go to extremes right it's perfectly fine that somebody's having a hard time to go out there and have a smoke but oh my god I cannot imagine if somebody went out there and like lit up a a joint or something right you know and the stimulus behind that is the same reason both people are you know stressed right. out dealing with grief processing you know right but, ordeal, but one will be accepted more than the other exactly but it was it's been normalized and i mean they're literally i mean cigarettes i hate cigarettes with the passion i i've made multiple people quit cigarettes because i just they're literally cancer sticks you know, I, it's just, it's just ridiculous to me how normalized it is in today's society and how they still, you know, people know what's in it and they still just buy it. the addiction. It's just, it's awful, you know? So it's something that again, like, I think it goes back to the accessibility and the normalization of it though, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's just something that again, like the whole recreational aspect of it, you know, it now that it's, I mean, certain states are getting, you know, with the conversation, they're getting involved. Like, I know Illinois was just one of the states that approved it, right, approved the bill um, for recreational. And I think that that's a it's a start, you know. Uh, but again, it's something that I think a lot of people battle with coming clean about it, you know, because it, they think it might hurt their reputation. One thing I do want to make clear, though, there's always a time and a place for everything. Like, no one in the business can ever say that I ever came to a meeting and I just it just it was very well known that I was like you know using recreational marijuana you know never (laughs) that's that's never been you know me in any aspect it's just something that I do on my own time right and I typically use it on the creational level of it like aspect and also to because there's obviously once I started to you know, be okay with the the whole aspect of it and really doing my research on it and learning that there's different, you know, types. You know, there's some that, you know, help you for certain things, you know, for certain aches. One of the things that I also suffer from that a lot of people don't know about is extreme cramping. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like clinically people go to the hospital for this all the time. And it's something that I've struggled with, you know. Uh, and I know I'm talking about woman terms, but seriously, there's a lot of women out there that like they struggle with this. And on, you know, the research that I was doing, it actually has helped me too. you know, so it's just something that like I use for certain things for with the purpose. And it's not something that, you know, that I allow to have a ne- negative effect in my life. Um, it's just something that I'm very open about recently. And I know a lot of successful people that do it, too not going to expose them obviously but it's just something that I know that they don't they're afraid of what others might think because when once you once there's people that are watching you and listening to you they're going to judge everything you say and you do and a lot a lot of people don't like what that opinion might be it goes back to a credibility issue right you can't be in Mm -hmm. leadership and not have credibility and not have respect like Mm -hmm. that's right about the alignment but like like you're saying you're using it for healing and like just kind of like recharge and 
to get yourself to a more functional level of existence. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I tried other methods. I mean, I tried meditation. And I was saying that, you know, recreational thing is the only thing like that has helped me. I have also, you know, one of the things that helps me definitely is working out. Like, that's one of the things that also I'm in the process of learning. and not like level expert. But I think we're having a conversation too on how like, when you take care of your not just your mind, but your body, you're on a different level, like, not just going to the gym, but the whole like diet change like just changing your diet into healthier things like the like that's the hard part <laughs> I think that's uh, we were talking about like fitness aspect like I think that's where most people like give up on it or go wrong because they don't know what to eat or just meal prepping it sometimes can be expensive uh, or it can it can just be tedious work you know I mean who who's looking forward to after a long day of work coming home and cooking for like a good hour or two you know prepping your meals for the for the next day it turns into a habit so which is something that I'm trying to do right now because it's not a habit yet uh eating clean at least and uh training and I'm pushing myself to levels that I've never been pushed to before on like a physical aspect of it because I just it's just a goal of mine to you know eventually do do compete in in bodybuilding so that's like I said I constantly challenge myself so this is one of my new challenges other than you know my business uh my businesses that I that I'm currently involved in you know making them grow obviously uh and learning more because that's again that's part of being an entrepreneur and learning is as you go not being afraid to ask questions and not being afraid to admit that, hey, I'm not level expert. I'm still willing to learn. Uh, and I'm obviously going to fuck it up as I do it. But that's the only way that sometimes you're going to learn. Like, hey, this is obviously not working or this didn't work out or, hey, I'm not going to do this again. Um, I think trial and error is definitely key for, you know, to be successful. Trial and error, trial by fire, definitely. Mm-hmm yeah yep 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 because you don't know what you don't know right exactly and like there's no such thing as stupid question I always say it you know um just ask just ask away or look it up if you're too shy to ask you know there's like again going back to being resourceful you have to you have to be resourceful there's so much coaching online too for free that you can obtain and you know improve your life i think that's that's definitely key you can't be you can't play victim of your life you know that's one thing that i definitely can't relate to when it comes to people complaining about where they are in life or them constantly looking for motivation too online when i mean you're where you're the fact that you're not where you want to be should be enough motivation for you like look around you for a second if you're not where you want to be if you're not living where you want to live if you're not you know working your dream job or working towards your dream then just do something else that applies to what you want to do what do you think the difference is between like motivation and passion and maybe dedication motivation that is just it runs slow very fast it's like a plant you have to water that every day you know different things motivate people there's people that are motivated by money 
you know, again, nothing wrong with that, but you know, you're only going to be motivated for so long. Uh, there's people that get motivated by, by, by purpose, you know, uh, which is me. <laughs> uh, what's, you know, how does this affect, you know, somebody in a positive way? You know, that even that too, on certain days, like, you know, you struggle with, you know, is this right? So motivation runs very low. Your passion, though, however, uh, when you find what you're passionate about, you know, whether it's helping people, whether it's teaching, uh, you know, whether it is, you know, sales, uh, whatever your passion is, um, that gets you through the rough days for sure. Because when everything goes wrong, when everything is, you know, just basically falling apart, because it has to, you know, you have to hit rock bottom at some point because that's that's the only way you're going to learn. Again, like people are so afraid to you know, start from scratch. I'm not afraid to start from scratch at this point. Like if I have to, if I fail the, in, you know, a business and I have to do it all over again, I'm not afraid to do it because, hey, like now I, I learned. And every time it's a, it's a learning experience for me at this point where, uh, again, where your passion kicks in. It's just like, okay, so you're passionate about you know helping people if you set up a whole organization that is based on helping others uh you know now the the effort the time that you're putting in everything that's costing you to get to this organization like it's worth it um so that doesn't you know it's something that that will keep you going however though discipline i think is huge i think you need to learn how to be disciplined in order to be successful, period, which is something that I've, I've struggled with. And I think everybody it, it struggles with, too, to be disciplined enough to do things that you do not want to do. You know, like, again, going back to the gym, which is something that most people can relate to, too. Uh, sometimes you don't want to go to the gym, but you know you you're not happy with, you know, whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to maybe gain muscle weight. Um, you're not happy and you're not always going to have that drive to go to the gym and actually get there. But it's what, when you push yourself to actually go that you feel a lot better, a lot more accomplished, you know, especially too, when no one's looking, that's when the test comes to, you know, what are you doing? when no one's looking are you still doing the right thing you know are you doing it for others or are you doing it for yourself you know my mom has this famous saying she's like oh well you know as a child growing up uh, when I when I got in trouble or whatever you know she would just look at me and she would say things like you know you can lie to me it's, it's fine maybe I'll buy your lie but she's like but you can't lie to yourself and I think that I just carry that with me like the whole time like you know, at the end of the day, when you, again, recently been getting more into, you know, taking care of my body and, you know, paying attention more to fitness. Uh, when you're doing workouts, you know, are you cheating yourself halfway through the workout? Like, are you, or are you going like super hard every time you're really pushing yourself? Like, who are you cheating at the end of the day when you're doing like, you know, whatever reps when it's just kind of messy or sloppy? Uh it's like at the end of the day, like, why do them then? <laughs> you know? Exactly. 
so you know kind of through our conversation uh, a question that's been on my mind and I just want to kind of like pose it to you and kind of hear what your thoughts are on it um, mm-hmm. what does empowerment mean to you because I feel like that's a word that gets thrown out there a lot it's one of the tenets of this podcast um, it's one of the tenets of the book but I think it has an individualized meaning and definition for different people. Well, I mean, empowering to me, when I think of somebody empowering each other, I think it's just more about doing the things that you say you're going to do. You know, that's empowering to a lot of people just that alone you know sticking to what is it that you say you're gonna do empowering others too you know doesn't mean that just because somebody else is like winning you have to you know start making rumors about this person or trying to like dim their light because they're at a better place than you you know and empowering you know it's just like still being you know happy for others people's success too not just your own um empowering too it's just you know not being afraid to not go with the crowd it's just most of the time where everybody is going they're going the wrong way anyways you know So when I think of empowering, I think of somebody being, you know, being themselves and just following with what their heart is telling them that is right. Because what's popular is not right. And that's what a lot of people also miss. What's popular is not right. Preach. So it's just empowering. It's just standing for what's right to you, right? And not you know maybe that the fact that you're following your heart might be contagious enough for other people to also start doing the same thing which I think it's great this whole podcast you know it's it's great because that's exactly what you're doing for people well I appreciate that you know I think you know just having a platform for people to exchange ideas and have conversations and be able to relate to each other and practice empathy is like, you know, what I'm striving to create here. And, you know, um, you know, I just appreciate anyone who wants to participate in accomplishing that vision. You know, it's, it's a very much a collaborative effort. Yeah. And I, and I think it's uh, like I was sharing with you, I think it's great that you're, you know, that you're, doing this for people because again a lot of people need to share the story because again like my story might not touch everyone you know people go through different stuff but there might be somebody who's listening and it's just like hey they're going through something similar you know they're having doubts you know helps them out or when you're interviewing somebody else you know and that certain individual identifies with them and it's like their breakthrough it's what helps them you know make that decision of like hey like I'm done making, you know, everybody else happy but myself. (laughs) And I'm going to start living the way I'm I'm meant to be. Because, you know, there's only one life. Like I was mentioning um, with Donnie, um, 
with their family member recently passing away, it really does get you thinking of there's only one life. You know? And you have to live it without the what ifs. That's that's my my motto. I don't like to live life with what ifs. Just just do it, you know. I don't just do it, no regrets. If you you fail at it, at least you know. (laughs) If you suck at something again, at least you know. You know, you won't have that like, oh, I should have went for it. You know, I should have talked to this person. I should have done this. I should have done that. Like I should have been more forgiving. I should have been more enlightened. I could have done mm-hmm. more. I could have been more supportive. And yes, exactly. So yeah. I think that's it. So, Osiris, what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Well, I um. I just want, if anybody, you know, my, my, my children's children and other people, I just want them to, when they think of, you know, a legacy, I think of just not on the monetary aspect of it, but, you know, it starts with somebody that followed her dreams, no matter what, you know, and I think a lot of people are miserable because they're not living their dreams because, again, they're too afraid so, you know, if somebody paid the price, I want to pay the price and make it make make sure that it's worth it. The people, you know, and most importantly, people that are close to me get that, you know, for one, I busted my ass uh, trying to make a, a dream come true for one two, you know, I left I left everything just because I, I believed that it was going to get better. You know, that's another thing that a lot of people don't know about me. I didn't growing up. I grew up in wealth. <laughs> my mother was very, uh, you know, she had a business that we, I was originally born in Mexico. I mean, we had mates 24 seven. Uh, it was, it was something that you see again, straight up a movie. <laughs> and I gave that up. And I was actually the one that brought it up to my mother because I wanted to go after the American dream. I just I, I I fell in love with just how much opportunity there there was, and uh, at the time, you know, as, as a child, I I wanted to become a lawyer, and that was a big thing for me. And in in Mexico, I told my mom, I was like, you know, I was I was ten, I was like, I don't want to work for the bad guys, mom. You know, I want to be I want to do good things and you know be about the people and make a difference and you know go after the American dream. It doesn't matter; we have to start from scratch. That's one thing that my mother told me when we came here, you know, she's like, you do know we do have to make a lot of sacrifices, right? I was like, I know. And, you know, it's going to be worth it, though. So at this point, I've made way way too many sacrifices not to be anything less but great. And I hope that the people close to me and, you know, people listening to this uh, just, you know, get the fact that it's not that bad when you go after your dreams and it's a lot more exciting to live life that way and not live life going through the what ifs or, you know, find yourself in a, in a, you have a month to live. You know, everybody knows your birthday, but nobody knows what day is it going to be, you know, your last day. So live your, you know, days like you're working towards something and your legacy, you're, you're actually living, you know, you're actually found your purpose and you're using your gift so that's it that's that's all I have 
Amen. Amen. Yes. And I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, getting feedback from people. And obviously, uh, again, I appreciate you inviting me and interviewing me. Uh, because, again, like sometimes your, your, your testimonial might be helpful for somebody who's going through it. Yeah, we, we have to share our stories and um, their strength in stories, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the conversation. I really appreciated our discussion. And I just know that it's going to be super impactful for the audience as we're still growing the podcast out. So, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me again. And definitely we'll stay tuned. And I'm looking forward to seeing this podcast grow uh, and definitely looking forward to the book. Yes, and um, I'm looking forward to future collaborations as well because we're definitely going to have you back on down the line. Yes, perfect. Sounds great. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to the Tripwide Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just as a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging are also other ways you can show love to our Trap Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey.